There's an, a popular expression, the devil you know is better than a devil you don't. And really what that means to me uh, from an employee standpoint, which is what this episode is going to be about and what I dive into a little bit, is if you already have had an employee that either left you or you let them go for one reason or another, uh, and you are contemplating trying to rehire them, like asking if they're interested in working for you again, or they come to you uh, for an interest in potentially being rehired and asking you if you could would, would be willing to rehire them. That's kind of one, it's one of those things where, you know, you already had them as an employee, so you know how they were whenever it was that you had them as an employee versus a brand new employee that you've never met before other than just, you know, their, their application interviewing, or maybe their referral from a friend, family, or a current employee. So you might have a little bit of that, but you still never worked with them. You don't really know a whole lot about them. You know, there's a lot of relationship development as you start working uh, with folks on your team. So that would be the devil you don't know is a brand new person. You don't know, really know what you're going to get. You can hope, you know, maybe they interview well, they have good experience. Maybe there's good references from, like I said, a referral from a friend, family, or employee, or whatever, uh, but you know, you're hopeful, but you still don't know. But what you do know is the employee that you no longer have that either you are thinking about rehiring or they are inquiring to you about rehiring. That's the devil that you know. Now, I know that might sound extreme, you know, using that, that, that expression or that word, you know, but it just basically means that, you know, Sometimes there's good times, bad times, there's things that are not desirable, but you know, at, the, at, at certain times you are willing to just kind of bite the bullet and, and deal with, you know, certain things, um, you know, more than others, uh, at, at certain times, like maybe you're more desperate or you're, you know, you're just really in a bind and so on. So that's kind of where you might start rethinking things. And I found myself in this dilemma, which is why I wanted to make this episode to hope to encourage some of you folks and tell you what, what went down and what happened and how I dealt with it in my business. So stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Naylor. If you wanted another way to show your support for the LCR Media Podcast, I put together some merch just for the LCR Media Podcast's exclusive hoodies, stickers, and some other merchandise that you can check out in the show notes. You can also go on the YouTube channel at LCR and see the visuals underneath any video that you play. You can see exactly what this merchandise looks like. So go ahead and check that out if you want us to show support for the show. I definitely appreciate you listening, leaving those five-star rating reviews, and additionally, maybe picking up some gear. Thanks, guys. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and on today's episode, I'm going to, this is a, 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 the first of several uh, IBG episodes where I start diving into uh, employees, my experiences with employees in my lawn and landscape business, um, my current events and situation that I'm going through, um, how I've dealt with different things and so on, and just you know maybe some some things that I've learned along the way, including like most recently, uh, and, and also followed up by 
talking about the spring rush. So that'll be another episode later on down in the series where I really just lay it all out there and finally talk about the spring rush as it is definitely winding down now. Things are leveling out a little bit more and I have a lot to talk about. So this is kind of a preview um, of, of what's to come in that episode because I will just say that this spring rush in my eight years in uh, business for myself as a lawn care professional um, and provider this was definitely the toughest, most challenging, more eye, most eye-opening, most reflective, you know, coming to Jesus moments for me this spring. It has been crazy and hectic. I know I'm not the only one, which is why I really want to share everything. And those of you that have followed me on, on any social media, specifically YouTube, and even if you've been listening to my podcast uh, at all, um, episodes at all, I, I leave it all out there. Like I leave it all out in the field. I don't hold back. I'm, I'm very transparent, you know, whether I'm complaining, like some people would say, uh, but I try, I see it as I'm just sharing my struggles and my ups and downs to hopefully motivate others. And, you know, maybe together we can find solutions. A lot of people recommend certain things that could be helpful and that have been helpful to me, as well as if I found a way to overcome those challenges, it's all in the same storyline to hopefully help encourage and uh, maybe some others that are stuck at that same point that I was at, hopefully that will help them too. So I don't see it as complaining as much as it's kind of telling the whole story and then where do we go from there? Either I'm still currently struggling with that or this is what I did to overcome that, you know, and and hopefully, again, just share and help us all get better together. Those of us that are following along and listening to the episodes, I really appreciate it. So it's going to be super um transparent and in-depth. A lot has gone on in my business um, this this past spring. As Like I said, as I know a lot of you have as well. On social media, I see it in Facebook groups and, and Instagram and some YouTube videos here and there, but most importantly, locally. I know a lot of folks locally now because of social media in my state of Virginia, as well as my local towns, Richmond, Midlothian, Henrico, all the kind of surrounding areas, uh, Mechanicsville, you know, uh, Powhatan, Amelia, all the surrounding towns and counties where a lot of folks have been struggling in their own ways um, and some similar to me because of just the way things are in the world and just the business and the industry exploding and just lots of struggle. So again, that will be an episode for another time. I will just dive into all of that, but kind of like because that will be such an in-depth episode rather than making it like a two-hour episode or something and breaking it into multiple parts um, for that one episode, like a part one and part two, I'm basically just going to kind of break off little pieces from the spring rush and, and and talk about them in separate episodes that way and just kind of tie it all together with the spring rush episode and, and how I dealt with it and what I really went through and what, I, what I'm ready to talk about now that I've gone through it and have something to say other than being caught in the moment, you know, and still trying to figure it out. So in this episode, like I was saying uh, earlier in the very beginning, Talking about, you know, the expression, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, you know, there's lots of pros and cons to that expression. I know it's it's, it's more tongue-in-cheek than anything else, but it really is kind of like goes in hand with like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And, you know, there's a lot of different expressions like that. Um, but basically... I had a situation where I was down employee this spring and it was super overwhelming. We were super busy and it was just me and one other part-time employee and 
you know, if it wasn't for him, I, I probably would have lost my mind and probably downsized my business and all kinds of crazy stuff. A lot of things went through my head. And again, I'll share all those details, why, who, what, when, where, why, and all that, and where we're at today when I get to that episode. But basically, just like everyone or a lot of folks in this industry, it came down to not having the right staff. And again, another rabbit hole for another episode. But I found myself in that situation as well. And I have had several different employees over the last few years that I've started hiring employees and trying to build my team as well as continuing to grow my company to get one crew and then get that kind of strong and solidified and then start working on the second crew. Because ultimately, those of you that maybe are listening to this for the first time, uh, for, for one, thank you very much for listening to this episode and I hope you subscribe and, and uh, follow and click notifications on the po- on whatever app you're listening to this podcast so you can be notified whenever I do post new episodes every week, either Tuesday or Thursday or both, uh, depending on how busy it is. It's been super busy for spring, so I went down to one episode a week, either Tuesday or Thursday, whenever I can get them all out and professional and sounding high quality for you guys. Um, so I appreciate it for listening, so thank you. But my goal from day one uh, of starting my lawn care business was to have multiple crews, which is two or more crews. Uh, I'm not trying to get to like a you know multi million dollar business or even a million dollar business to be honest. Um, you know probably about a half a million or so around that number is probably the, the the right sweet spot for me. That's a couple of crews. You know offering all lawn maintenance services, mowing, fertilization, weed control. You know dethatching, uh, aeration and seeding, leaf removal, obviously trimming shrubs. Uh, putting mulch down, you know, all that kind of stuff, everything that has to do with lawn maintenance, uh, but no like real landscaping, like no digging anything up, no installing anything, no designing anything, no irrigation, no hardscaping. That's all separate things that I don't want to get involved in. I'm more passionate about the lawn maintenance, the lawn care aspect of it which is basically everything grass and then, you know, what's surrounding the grass and complementing the grass, like the shrubs and the mulch beds and, and keeping all that clean, getting all the leaves off and dethatching and obviously aerating and seeding to keep the grass healthy and fertilizing, treating the weeds and laying down those stripes. So that's really, you know, my company in a nutshell. That's what I enjoy the most. That's what has been easiest for me to figure out, get the right setup for, hire for, and scale. Uh, again, everyone's got a different thing and I get it. Not everyone likes mowing, not everyone likes this, not everyone likes that, but I love mowing and, and all that stuff that comes with it. Um, I mean, again, there's pros and cons, right? I, I get it. No one likes scraping under the deck, including me, but you know, you know what I mean? There's uh, the, everyone has their passion. So th- this is mine. So I wanted to grow to a couple of crews, self-sustained, you know, and, and this way I can support my team, you know, my, the business can support my team's lives and give them a future and support them, let them pay their bills and their families and all that. The same with me supporting my life and my lifestyle, my family, helping putting my kids through college and so on without me having to do all the work by myself in the truck all day, every day. Because again, there's a, there's a ceiling there, right? There's only so many hours, so much sunlight, so much physical energy as you get older and your body gets beat down that you can just do by yourself. And if you're okay with that, if you're okay with only making a certain amount of revenue that max, whatever that is for you, depending on what services you offer and what market you're in in the country. And if you're okay with that, then that's fine. That's again, you know, everyone has their own goals, their own preferences, et cetera. But for me, you know, as as much fun as it is 
when I was solo and even still to this day when I when I go out on my own and whatever it is, you know, whatever I'm doing, if I'm treating yards, you know, or getting caught up on some lawns or something or whatever, or doing something, you know, make some YouTube videos. So I save some lawns to the side, you know, for, for a, a good video or something, you know, on my own and whatnot, and not to interrupt the normal work day and work week. It's, it's definitely fun, you know, but at the same time, it's just my revenue, my top line revenue, my ceiling has to be a lot higher than what, or is a lot higher, I mean, than what I can make uh, solo because, you know, my daughter is in college, my son is going to be graduating from high school in a couple of years and going to college. And, you know, so life expenses just keep increasing, you know, over time. So that's just, that's just the nature of, of life. That's just how it is. So again, whatever, everyone has their own, their own, you know, needs and, and wants and all that. Uh, but so for me, that's what I, that's what I've always wanted was a couple of crews for all the reasons that, that I just mentioned. Um, so with all that being said, I've had many employees, you know, uh, over, over the last few years and some have left on their own. Some I've let go. Mainly all of them have been on good terms. Some of them were just kind of like, you know, they just left me high and dry, like gave me no notice. You know, they just told me like the day that they're supposed to work, that they're going to quit. You know, we've all probably, any anyone that's listening to this that have, has had employees or knows anyone that has, we've, that's kind of like uh, par for the course, I guess, really is, is, is what, what I gather. Uh, and then that's fine. I get it. You know, I don't, I try not to get too worked up about that kind of stuff, even though it usually puts me in a bind that day, at least, if not longer uh, in some cases. But so... It recently, like I said, I was down an employee, had one employee left, business is booming, tons of calls coming in um, and emails and messages on, messages on Facebook and just not wanting to slow the growth of my company because I'm a little bit short staffed. So it was really spreading us thin, adding more and more work on work, meaning like weekly accounts for mowing, fertilization and so on. Not just like work, like landscaping, like, you know, one-off jobs, like, Hey, can you trim my bushes? Can you put down fresh mulch? Like that's not the stuff that we do. We only do that work for our weekly clients. They sign up for a, a, a season, you know, a yearly, um, agreement, for whatever it is, mowing, fertilization, weed control, shrubs, any combination of those things, no more just mow, blow, and go. It's like you have to pick at least two things out of our service offerings, you know, mowing and shrubs or mowing and fertilization and weed control or fertilization and weed control and, and shrubs, you know, um, or all three. But it can't just be like, hey, can you just mow my lawn? And, and that's all that's all we want. We have someone else fertilizing our yard or we're doing it ourselves. And, you know, we have someone else doing the shrubs or I'm going to do the shrubs. Like none of that stuff. It's just, you know, I want to make sure that I have enough work for my team and for my business to survive and thrive and continue to grow. So I've started to eliminate that, you know, starting last year, honestly, and going into this year that no more of those kind of one-off calls or one-off jobs, I should say. I'm looking for clients, not customers. The difference between clients versus customers, which again, we can, that's another topic for another day, maybe not for a whole episode of a podcast, but a customer is transactional and a client is relational. So you you develop a relationship with a client that is reoccurring services and revenue, like mowing. That's something you do week after week after week. You're at these folks' houses. They're on their property. You see them. You get to know them. You know their habits. They know your habits. They know you come typically a certain time on, on, the, on whatever the given day is that they're scheduled every week and so on and so forth. Every we all You all just kind of get to know each other, you know, and sometimes, you know, it gets to the point where they're giving you uh, Christmas bonuses or cards or baking you, you know, a banana cake or banana bread, you know, stuff like that, carrot cake. I mean, it just becomes a very, uh, a very relationship driven, 
um, you know, partnership uh, as, as, as them being a client and you being the professional lawn care provider versus a customer that's tr- just transactional. If someone calls you or emails you or messages you and says, hey, can you just mow my lawn? Can you hack down my lawn once I got this tall grass, which is great for a, a YouTube video and all that and get all these viral views, but that's not going to help your business grow. And, and that's not why these guys are doing that on YouTube anyway. It helps their YouTube you know, business grow, but it's not going to necessarily help their lawn care business grow. Sometimes they're doing it as favors and volunteer and helping elderly and disabled. And that's definitely great and honorable. Uh, but, but ultimately you can't build a business on all these one time, you know, mowing tall grass situations. That's just a, you know, a one and done thing. And it takes a lot of time, a lot of wear and tear on your, on your equipment. And, and usually people don't want to pay what you really should be charging them for that kind of stuff either. So it's like, why, why waste your time with that when you could be working on developing more clients that are going to continually purchase more services, sign up for more services for you, mowing, fertilizing, you know, maybe they want mulch every year. They want the shrubs to be trimmed a couple of times a year and so on and so forth. They want aeration and seeding, all that stuff versus, Hey, can you just come hack down my yard? Or, Hey, can you clean all the weeds out of my mulch bed and put fresh mulch down? And then, uh, you know, you never hear from them again, you know, or can you, my, you know, I got a letter from the HOA and they're going to give me a fine. If, if you don't, if my bushes aren't trimmed down, you can't see any of my windows in the front of my house and all this stuff, these bushes have turned into trees can you just hack them all down for the cheapest price possible and then i'm never going to call you again and i'm going to take forever to pay you with a check you know like like all that stuff that's the stuff that i i've been there done that and i'm and i'm completely done with it so it's all about clients for me not customers so that's that that's really you know where where, where i'm at right now and going forward Okay, so where where was I? That's the, another rabbit hole there, getting sidetracked. That's that's me. That's how it is. But anyway, back back on point here. So I have had, uh, like I said, many different employees for various different reasons come and gone, left me in a bind, and so on and so forth in some situations. Um, but I found myself in a situation where I was short staffed. I was trying to hire people, like like I try to do every year, to keep everyone fresh and to make sure that I don't get myself in the situation as much as possible and be proactive instead of reactive. So I'm always keeping, you know, reposting job applications out there and always looking for good people and so on. Uh, but right now, it's extremely hard to find anyone, let alone good people. Um, and, you know, right now I'm recording this in 2021 and, you know, those of you that know, you know, so it's just one of those things, you know, unemployment's high. There's a lot of good benefits for unemployment. People are just not really as encouraged to get out and find a job or get back to a previous job or whatever that might've been temporarily laid off or furloughed or whatever. So it's just really hard. And the prices, you know, that the, the rates are going up, which I'm, I'm all for, you know, not, paying people dirt cheap prices, but at the same time, you know, you should get what you pay for. Everything should be relative. So like, I'm not going to pay someone $15 $15 an hour to basically do nothing, like for them to kind of be lazy and, you know, not show up on time and not be the best at what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I know we're just talking about mowing lawns, you know, trimming, edging, blowing, mowing, all that stuff, but there is still detail work and there's still some skill, um, and, and attention to detail involved in all of that. And that's what my, my clients expect. And that's what I expect. So if I'm going to pay you $15 an hour, I expect you to do a good job. I expect you to do a great job. You know, it's, it's, it's not the hardest job in the world. It definitely can wear on you when it's super hot and everything out and you run around, we got a lot of yards to do, but at the end of the day it's it's not you know you're not it's not rocket science right that's how the expression goes but uh, it is still hard work 
We're going to pause for just a moment to hear from our show sponsors, and then the podcast will continue. So stick around. Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine are family-owned and operated and conveniently located in Midlothian, Virginia. They can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable. Combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff, and they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. And with that, everything else has to raise up. Our prices have to go up in order to compensate for, you know, the, the amount that our payroll is for paying folks. And so I, I'm all for that, but there's, it's a, it's a chain reaction. Everything has to be balanced. We can't just start paying people a ton of money, $15, $16 an hour for, to not even be a crew leader or anything like that, just to be on the crew, grab a trimmer, you know, and get these yards knocked out, you know, while whoever is mowing it or whatnot, you know, and not raise our prices. Cause then we're, our profits, our margins are just shrinking and we're not making it enough or any money. And that's not going to help our company move forward. So I'm all for paying people more, but things have to balance themselves out. We have to find good people that are worth paying more as well as then raise our prices to compensate for that. And if you have the right people, then you're going to provide a great service. So hopefully the clients will see the value and not be as, you know, upset or whatever about paying extra, you know, a higher rate. Anyway, this is going on across the board, all over the place, different industries, every industry, everyone's hiring. You go to gas stations, you go to McDonald's, wherever. They've all got signs for now hiring. They've got sign-on bonuses, 500 bucks. I mean, it's everyone and every, anyone and everyone is kind of desperate right now looking for help because there's tons of people out there trying to, there's tons of consumers getting gas, getting groceries, wanting lawn care services, wanting a patio or a pool you know, installed, all these different things. And there's just not enough people to get it done in, in a in a a short time frame you know people are weeks and months booked out for a lot of these bigger projects mowing lawns is different you know it's mowing lawns it's got to get done every week but it's like hey we can't take on any more work i've been getting uh emails from local businesses first time i've ever really been approached by any commercial properties i'm over here trying to go out and find commercial properties that have all these contracts already signed with 
you know, other lawn care landscape companies that they're happy with. So it's like nothing. But now all of a sudden I'm getting bombarded with emails from local businesses saying, hey, do you do commercial work? We're looking for a quote. And they have various versions of, of hey, my, my, the current company is going out of business or the current company is downsizing and they're not going to be able to take care of our property starting next month. So we need someone else to take care of our property. Like, that's just the common theme that these businesses are saying. And, and, and I get it because that's how I was feeling during my spring rush and how stressed out I was and how I was thinking of potentially downsizing or, or whatever, like all kinds of not non, non-productive things, you know, for my, for my business. So towards the tail end of that, not being able to find anyone, you know, myself and my one part-time employee really spread thin, struggling. It's starting to get hot, 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 and got a lot of work to do every week, every day, every week. Finally, um, one of our previous team members, someone who I let go, um, not because they did a bad job, but because they were newer, they, you know, they were newer to the team, you know, meaning they, they hadn't been working for me for, for, for very long. I think only a couple of months. They didn't know anything when they first started working for me other than how to, you know, push a, you know, 21 inch mower back and forth on their parents' yard. Uh, but they never touched a trimmer or a blower or an edger or anything like that. So we had to train them from scratch, which was fine. Cause I had plenty of, I had enough staff at that, that time, you know, he was just kind of like the extra person to help keep us moving forward and adding more work on so that we weren't, you know, putting ourselves, spreading ourselves too thin at that point last year, this was last year, a year ago. Um, so, and, and, you know, and he, he's a good guy and he was also a friend of one of our employee, uh, one of the current employees at the time who's also no longer with us. Um, but so, you know, that, so, so, but kind of like by process of elimination, you know, a series of events happened. Um, I, I found another key employee that had a lot of experience. I had high hopes for, um, and, and, and it's also an adult. So I, I've been typically been able to find a lot of high school and college aged, you know, employees, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted, I want, I always want a mix of everything and everyone, you know, different skill levels. Like I don't want all brand new people and I don't necessarily want all experienced people. I don't want all young people and I don't want all older people. So like, I'm all about diversity and variety and just kind of switching it up. So I really wanted to find like that one adult to kind of balance, you know, the couple younger guys that I had. And also I assumed, you know, the adult would have some more experience, which was true in this case and so on. So, and then I had another employee that was out on medical leave, basically. I mean, he didn't get injured at work. He got injured in his personal time, but he was out because of that. And I had no obligation to, but I still like technically held his job for him and, you know, told him that, you know, hopefully you get, get well soon he broke his hand and I'm like, hopefully you get well soon. And, um, you know, let, let me know when, when you're ready, if, and when you're ready to come back. But like months and months had gone by, which is also why I hired, um, the employee that I started talking, telling this whole story about, um, last year and was, had only been working for a couple of months before I let him go. I hired that employee to basically try and fill the role of the, the employee that hurt himself. So the point is, if you're following along, what happened was I found, the adult experienced employee that I had been looking for for over a year to help balance out the younger talent that I had. But then also the employee that was injured that was out also came or was asked if he could come back to work because he was all healed up. He's ready to go. And he was one of my good employees. He was one of my longest running employees at the time and still currently is. He still he currently is 
the he's the part timer that I had all it was just the only one that I had left um, during the spring rush just recently. So he's a good employee. He's been you know really uh, reliable. Obviously he broke his hand and that didn't help, but it's, you know I, I, he didn't do that on purpose. It was an accident on his own time and so on. So but he was ready to come back. So I wanted to accept him back, but it was difficult to try and find hours for him and kind of fit him into the current schedule in addition to the new hire that was the adult with experience. Plus, I had one other employee that I had for going on over a year as well, the one that was friends with the newest employee that I hired. So I'm not, you know, hopefully I I didn't lose you guys with all the different employees, but um, basically that was kind of the gist of what was going on. So I had to make some tough decisions and I had to let one of them go. I didn't want to let the go, the, let the employee that came back after healing from his broken hand go because he was with me. He had been with me the longest and was a good solid employee. And I could see him, you know, growing with, with the company, which he has since then in the past year has uh, taken on more responsibilities and so on. The other employee was brand new, you know, within a couple of months, I should say, when we were training him and he was starting to get the hang of certain things. And then the other employee that I had also, you know, he was kind of like, I could tell he was kind of falling out of love with the whole lawn care thing, just graduated high school, trying to figure out life and so on. And and I I totally get it. And I had honest conversation with him and and I said, go ahead and be honest with me. Let me know. He's like, yeah, it's just kind of wearing on me. Like, I don't know if this is what I want to continue doing for the rest of my life. You know I mean? I appreciate everything you've done and give me the opportunity, but yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to, what I want to do. So while he was figuring all that out, I was reducing his hours and giving them to the employee that came back after healing from his broken hand as well as giving hours to the new adult with experience employee um, coming on board. So that left the newest employee um, or the newer employee, I should say, that we had hired a couple for a couple of months and he really had no experience until we started showing him things. So that's who I had to make the tough decision. I really liked him and everything, but I had to let somebody go and that was just what I had to do. Also, that's right. Also, we had the whole COVID thing going on, um, and my wife was uh, laid off of work as well as a lot of other people in her office because there was no office anymore, so there was no need for office workers. So it was just one of those things that um, had happened across the board for so many people and that why unemployment is so so much bigger right now um, going into 2020 or being in 2021 from all of the fallout of 2020 and, and COVID and everything going on with that. So I really just wanted to be as frugally or as fiscally responsible as possible is what I meant to say. Not, not frugally. I want to be frugal, but I want to be fiscally responsible and make sure that I'm not just throwing all this money at payroll that I can't afford when now I'm basically, you know, the sole provider. I mean, my wife's able to um, get some unemployment benefits and things like that. But, you know, ultimately I wanted to keep growing my company, but now I had to support more. So I wanted to reduce some of my expenses and so on. So that was just another facet of all that. So short story long, I let that one employee go. It was tough. It was hard. You know, it's never good when it's someone that you enjoy working with and they're a good person, everything. And he was starting, you know, to pick up on some things, but it is what it is. As a business owner, you have to make these tough decisions. And, you know, it was no hard feelings on my end. He understood. And, you know, he, I don't know if he right away, you know, did or didn't have hard feelings, but I know, you know, now that there was no hard feelings and that, you know, he, he moved on. And shortly after 
I let him go, he actually worked, started working for a large company in the area, in my area, a large local company that services tons of commercial properties, HOAs and uh, businesses and some, some mansion type, you know, estates um, in, in town that are, you know, you spend half a day there taking care of their massive property. Like, so this company, one of many companies in the area that do things like that, he started working for them because he truly did like this kind of work, which was also another reason why it was hard for me to let him go. But I had to make decisions I had to make. And, you know, some would say, wow, that really blew up in your face because you, know, you fast forward to a year later and I'm down back down to just my one tried and true part-time employee, the one that broke his hand and came back and was raring to go. And I also lost, um, you know, the other two employees that, that was, I've been talking about in this story, the uh, experienced adult and the other high school uh, kid that was friends with the one that I let him go. The, the one that, you know, kind of referred him to, to, uh, to work here. So here I am back to the kind of like the drawing board and I never really, I didn't really think about uh, contacting him to rehire him. I mean, I, I might have potentially thought about some of my previous employees that, that I let go or they put in their two weeks because they wanted to, you know, they professionally put their notice in because they wanted to pursue other things. And, you know, when you get to these desperate times, you kind of start thinking of all of your options. You try and weigh all of your options out and figure out what is going to work when you cannot find anyone, you know, and you're just really trying to look like, how do I keep things going? How do I keep moving forward? How do I re reduce some of the stress for myself and my one part-time employee at the time and so on? Uh, but coincidentally enough, that employee that I let go that went to work for another company reached out to my still current part-time employee because they've, they're friends. They're kind of, you know, like not like best friends, but they've known each other for a while. They became even more friendly when they, we were all working together last summer and so on. So he reached out to him and said, Hey, do you think, you know, do you think Naylor would, would give me a chance and, and rehire me because, you know, I'm not working for this or I don't want to be working for this bigger company anymore or whatever the specific details were of that. I don't remember. It was a, a few weeks ago, but, um, so, uh, or a month ago or whatever. But so, you know, and so, so that, so my employee relayed that message to me and I was like, you know what? I kind of was thinking about that, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would, you know, be curious to talk to him just to see what, where he's at, what he's been up to and just, you know, see, see where it goes from there. I mean, I'm not saying if I would or wouldn't, but I'm definitely up for a conversation. I'm open to the conversation. So that's pretty much what, what he said. Like, you know, he doesn't have to reapply or anything like that. Like I still have all his information. It's all good. But before we even get to that point, let's just meet up for lunch or something or after work one time and we'll, we'll figure it out. So that's what we ended up doing is meeting after work and we just kind of caught up on old times. And, you know, he basically, worked his way up through the ranks to a crew leader um, and obviously got several pay raises and he he again like I said when he started with me he knew nothing other than walking back and forth with a 21 inch you know auto pace self-propelled mower or whatever at his parents his, his own house and that was it and we were training him how to use a, a you know a trimmer and the blower and the edger and all different techniques and things like that. We didn't get him up to like the zero turn mowers or anything yet um, because, you know, it just time passed. And like I said, things happened and I had to let him go. But he learned all those things with the bigger company. He learned how to use a walk behind mower, a sit down zero turn, a stand on zero turn, used a 30 inch uh, X mark or Toro, you know, mowers. I mean, he, he did, he did it all. He, he trimmed constantly edged with the trimmer, like all this stuff. So he, Going to that company rate, he made more money than when he was working with me. So he got a pay increase. 
over time and a major skill upgrade. And then he wanted to come work back working for me. So if you think about it, it's like, wow, this is almost kind of like, you know, this is a shining light right now with everything going on. But again, I, he worked for me before, so I know him, I know all about him, you know, I know some of the, the, you know, issues that we might've been going through at the time, um, beyond just like not knowing how to do certain things and learning them for the first time. But, you know, there was some, some call outs and, you know, running late and things like that. Some uh, attendance issues, I would say, um, which, you know, everyone kind of has those times. I get it. But, uh, some people are better than others at that, you know, and there has to be some rules and regulations. And, you know, I have a certain, you know, I mean, you can only be late a certain amount of times. You can only call out a certain amount of times, you know, it's all part of my, you know, SOP and things like that. And every new employee has all those laid out for them and they, they sign off on it and all that good stuff. But so, I mean, so I kind of knew what I'd be getting with that. I'd be getting, you know, still older, but still a young adult, you know, still a teenager technically, um, that's still trying to figure out life and whatnot. Um, but they're more experienced at the job, you know, uh, they've done, they've done everything now and they were a crew leader for a short time before they left. So, I mean, there's potentially some, some possibilities there, uh, for me, if he was at my company to maybe have him do that down the road, but at the very least he would be more skilled than he was when he left. So there wouldn't really be any more training needed. It would just be like, Hey, here's the new yards from what we had last year when you were here. So, you know, get the hang of these yards and here's a thing at this yard, you got to worry about and this yard and whatever, blah, 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 and just kind of knock all that stuff out. And then it just becomes business as usual. And, and, you know, so that, that was kind of like the, the thinking and the rationale, but behind all that, and because I was so like, you know, man, I really can't find anyone else anyway. Um, you know, not, not to say that, 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 you know, I was, that he's not worth hiring or, or whatever. It's just that all of those things put together, I was like, man, you know, this is probably a, a godsend for me. Like, let me, let me really think this through. You know, I, I taught, laid it out there for him, you know, like this, this is what, what, what we need. And this is what, what I would do. And he said the same thing, you know, as far like, you know, he told me this, like his, his, what he needed and what he wanted to do. And he's going to college, he's enrolled to college, you know, this, the end of the summer and all that. And so he's not going to be able to work a ton when that happens. And I said, that's fine. I'm flexible and all that kind of stuff. So we all kind of like worked it all out. He told me all the experience that he has and everything. And, um, you know, I basically told him I would get back to him. And then when I did, he, you know, let him know, you know, what I could do and what I could offer him um, and so on. Then he said he would get back to me, which he did. And he said, you know, if, if you can do this and if you're going to do this, I can do this and we can, you know, we, we can, uh, we can do this together type thing, I guess. Um, and, and, and I would love to be working for you again. So again, short story long, just the whole point of this podcast going into my mindset and all the details, um, of where my thinking and rambling and going back and forth a little bit there around the whole, you know, topic, but ultimately, I rehired him back and I could tell immediately how much more skilled he was because he was running around with the trimmer like a madman, just like all the guys that have stuck on commercial, you know, uh, commercial t- crews and, and companies there. It's all about time is money. So they got to go, go, go. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of that, like, Hey, let's transition. 
where this are all residential. We got to slow down a, a smidge just to make sure we're not missing anything. We got to focus on all the details of these properties where commercial it's a little more, the margins are a little bit smaller. So you just got to go, go, go. And most people aren't really out there, you know, nitpicking every little detail on the commercial properties, um, unless it's like homes, you know, like a HOA or something. And there's people living in those commercial properties. But uh, even at the same token, it's still a little bit different than when you're just taking care of individual houses. So there's a little bit of adjustment there, but the bottom line is I could see how much increased uh, his skill level had become. Uh, and, and so that, so that was very impressive. And what I was, one of the things I was hoping for in rehiring him. And, you know, also I just know, like, you know, it's, I, I know him, you know, and I know some of the little quirks that he has, you know, I have my quirks and my other employee has, has his quirks. We all have our quirks, but I'm a good leader and I know how to, work through the quirks and partner each, you know, the right people together and put them in the right roles and all that kind of stuff. Hey, I need you to do this on this property. Hey, I think it will be better if we do it this way and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I think all in all, I, I, I knew and was hoping, and now I think all in all that it's, it's, it's a good team. You know, the three of us now, like it's a huge relief, um, less, less strenuous, less feeling spread apart and spread thin, you know, the three of us uh, working the majority of the week together, knocking out all these properties, you know, doing like 16 to 20 yards a day, which is not really my goal. My goal is to do about 15, 16 yards a day so that we have some wiggle room. If it rains or if it's super hot, we got to slow down a little bit or some equipment malfunctions or whatever the deal is. Stuff happens, come pops up all the time, you know, um, you know, often during the day, during the work day. And, and, and if your time is, is razor thin, then, you know, you, you have zero wiggle room, then it's really stressful. If something does pop up, you're like, ah, and then now you're pushing yards to the next day and it just accumulates. Now you're working on, you know, late Friday night, or you're working on Saturday to get everything done. And and that gets old quick. So I'm trying to not, you know, do that. But right now the weight where we're at, we're just, we're, we're now, I'm now trying to restructure everything now that there's three of us and spread the schedule out a little bit more and, and give us some more wiggle room, if, if you will, while I continue to grow and try and get to that second crew so that things can be a little bit better. So that if someone does just randomly leave, you know, there's a few more people, to help balance out the help out where we need to get the, you know, the work done. If crew one is struggling crew two can maybe hop in and help out, or I can pull somebody from crew two on a certain day to help out crew one, uh, finish their day or whatnot. So that's kind of like the, my thinking with all that same thing with employees. I could have one full-time employee or I could have two part-time employees and, you know, like one 40 hour a week employee or two 20 hour a week employees. And, you know, you just have to find people that are, that are, that only want like 20 to 30 hours versus, well, I want 40 hours and you only give them 20. Then that's obviously not a good, a good uh, relationship. They're a good mix those people probably aren't going to stay with you. They're not going to be happy. So you got to find the part, the actual part-time people to fill those roles. But for me, I'd rather have two 20 hour a week part-time people than one 40 hour a week person, because if that's the person that breaks their hand, then what do you do? You know, whether it's at work or personal, then what do you do? Now you got no one. But if it's one of your 20 hour a week part-time people that breaks their hand and you already have another 20 hour a week part-time, well, now you can ask them if they are willing to flex up to maybe 30, 35 hours to help supplement, you know, what you're missing out on from that other employee. So you just have a little more flexibility and a little more, 
uh, wiggle room, you know, and you have uh, some more uh, backup, basically. And that's exactly what happened last year. That's exactly what happened last year. Like I said, um, the one of my part-time employees broke his hand and he wasn't able to work. And I, I but I had two part-timers at the time, so the other part-timer was able to step up, and we were able to just get the stuff done until we hired another employee. And I just told you all those story, all that story earlier, so I won't go back into that. But that's kind of how how that all worked out. And every year there's some kind of version of that story. But the the ultimate point of this story in this podcast was, you know, sometimes you have to give people another chance. Um, and, you know, especially when everyone leaves on good terms and, you know, they can come back maybe even a better, better person than when they left you. So basically by me letting him go, he went to somewhere else that gave him a ton more experience because they're a bigger company that did more and were able to utilize him for more. But again, they also used and abused him, which is why he ultimately left because it was just too much for him and so on. Um, he, it was more his speed to do this, the kind of stuff that I do. So that's one of the many reasons why he wanted to come back. So he came back to me making more money than when he left because he has more experience, which is ultimately helping me and my team and the future of my company. So all of that was to say, man, have I been through a lot in a short amount of time for the spring rush. And that's just one portion of more that I have to say about it uh, on future episodes uh, about the spring rush and, and how I've gone through it. Um, but also just to really, you know, point out that, you know, that there's, there are opportunities out there and I know there's people that come and go and, uh, just because you let someone go doesn't mean that you couldn't bring them back later on down the road if they're a good fit and if they have improved and maybe matured or uh, figured things out or whatnot. It's it's, it's not a uh, end all be all. But so anyway, uh, hope you guys gained value somewhere from this episode. Right? It was definitely a nice long one uh, of me rattling off this whole thing and trying to get some of this stuff off my chest and and share my experiences and what I've done and my thinking behind it all. Um, And I appreciate you guys listening. And I will catch you guys on the future episode. This is Lawn Care Rookie signing off. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.